Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist, so please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health therapy or assistance you feel you may need. In this podcast, I am here to share my journey as a newly single mommy of two very, very special little boys. I recently left a very toxic marriage of 11 years. I was the codependent wife. I made a decision to leave so I can have the ability to heal and rediscover myself, as well as giving myself that opportunity to be a much better mommy. My ex-husband was and still is having some substance abuse addiction issues. I know dealing with anybody that has any type of substance abuse is not easy. So as my journey unfolds and my new chapter begins, I hope that I am able to empower and help those who find themselves in the same situation or similar situation to find the strength within themselves to reclaim their life and build it back up. Once again, thanks for listening. Hello, friends. I hope everybody had a fabulous weekend. It's Monday, and we are approaching a very short week as it's Thanksgiving week. I do look forward to the short week. However, I did volunteer to work on Friday, which I usually do that anyhow. Well, my weekend was very eventful, but very rewarding, I'd have to say. Uh, I got to spend time with my little ones, and they enjoyed the day. Actually, I want to say I spent the entire weekend with them. Um, There was really not a lot of distractions. That's what made things even better because I was able to really enjoy the time with them with no, you know, calls or no um, additional or (laughs) unnecessary drama. It's always good to have those days where you don't really have to worry about anything else and um, the joys that you get to see and the smiles and laughter that's absolutely rewarding and just makes everything worthwhile so over the weekend I took my boys to have dim sum which they've been craving for the last few months they were big dim sum fans so I've kind of been depriving them of that because it's just been super busy but we fulfilled that wish and then we went to the discovery cube which parents I totally recommend um, taking your children there even though they may seem you know uh, my boys are eight and nine and it's uh, kind of funny because sometimes I think they may feel that they're a little bit too old for it but you know 
it's a lot of fun because there's a lot of things that you can learn. If you really look at some of the exhibits that they have there, it's a lot of fun. They always change things up. Um, they do have the Christmas exhibit this time. And uh, last time they had the dinosaurs. They had the hockey. I believe they still do have the hockey. So a lot of interesting things to see. And, you know, just to get out of your, you know, just get out of the, the house and just enjoy that you know, um, family time. So after we went from the discovery cube, we did pick up some groceries over at Sam's club and the kids actually wanted to go to Walmart to go look at Christmas decoration. So we did pick up a tree. Now, mind you, um, this is our first year with just the three of us. And, uh, I think I did mention that when I left my husband, I actually left quite a bit of our materialistic, you know, um, things behind. So that included a lot of the Christmas decorations and, um, plenty of other things to be exact, but it is what it is. And that's one of the things that I always say, sometimes you just have to learn how to let things go. And that includes material things because those could always be replaced However, it does get pretty sad when you think about some certain things, especially with memories. Uh, I developed this tradition over the years of buying my children a new ornament every year. And the very first ornaments of when they first started was, was there. And um, it was actually very sad. But, you know, uh, as we were putting the tree up, it was kind of, you know, I, I could tell that we were all clinging to each other for that emotional support because, as I said, this is pretty much our first year with just the three of us. And uh, just remember that you're doing the best that you can. And I have to tell myself that I'm doing the best that I can. You know, I do feel for the children and um, there's moments where I think to myself, oh boy, you know, you just remember certain memories. And um, certain memories were not all that bad, but, you know, it seems like even if at times it seems that we do try to cling on to the, you know, we, we stay holding on to things and... Um, you know, and that's how it is, but uh, I think this is just one of those painful processes that we have to just, you know, swallow up and just um, hope that the pain will just ease on by. It's not easy. It truly is not. But as I said, we pretty much do everything that we possibly can to keep our head above water and to just stay as positive as we possibly can. So, with that being said, um, I do have to share. This was a very heartfelt slash heartbreaking moment. My um, oldest was um, putting together the tree with us, and he had said, you know, it is sad because there are certain things that I do miss. You know, he um, stopped what he was doing, and he just, uh, you know, took a few deep breaths and said we can always pretend that the person that's missing is here 
I just gave him a tight embrace and he said later on, you know what, even though that person is not here, I'm still happy. I'm still happy because I have both of you as he looked at me and my youngest son and that right there just melts my heart um you know hearing things like this because at this age they really should not be dealing with these things and you know it's unfortunate but you know and we will have that mom guilt where you know we think that maybe we should have done things differently or with you know maybe weathered the storm a little bit more and taken more of a beating literally but not literally but we do everything that we can as mothers and some people may not understand that they think that you know everything on our end is just fine and dandy (laughs) but you know we're not here to we're not here to you know, uh, really please others or, you know, care about what others have to say. You know, it it is our lives and we're entitled to live it as we should. You should never feel guilty for living your life. And if somebody else, whether it's family or friends, has anything to say about it, just respectfully nod your head and go about your business because you know exactly what you're doing. You have your goals. You do you. You do you, boo. So, but uh, with that being said, yes, I had a very fabulous week with my sons. As you can see, I still do go back and forth with all these different emotions. And it's going to happen. I do have to warn you guys that, you know, once you get, you know, towards this and it does tend to happen, there's not really much that you can, you know, do about it. You just have to let it pass. You just have to... Allow yourself to feel the hurt and the anger, the frustration, the sadness, and just let things be. There's not much that you can do to prevent it from happening. Um, You know, you can do all you want to um, make yourself not think about things, but um, truly... You're going to think about them and you will feel sad and you will have your, have your shoulda, coulda, woulda moments, but it won't help any. So um, a close friend of mine told me that, you know, it's okay to not be strong all the time. You have to allow yourself to break down. You have to allow yourself to feel. That's how you get over the hurt. And every day that I've uh, felt that, you know, I, I've noticed that, yes, I have had easier days. Sometimes I have hard days. They'll come back. It's just like enduring, you know, um, grief over a death of a family member. Some days it's easier, but eventually you kind of learn to live with it and accept things for as, you know, how they are. But... The important thing is that you take care of yourself. The important thing is you are capable of taking care of your children because you're taking care of yourself. For example, if you're sick, you can't really take care of them. Trust me, I know what it's like to be sick in bed and 
you know, your children still need to be fed or laundry still needs to be done and the house still needs to be clean. You don't take care of yourself. (laughs) Things are going to fall apart. So what I wanted to talk about is, yeah, you know, um, like I said, there is going to be some very candid moments in this podcast. But I do want to keep things as positive as I possibly can with, you know, even with how bad things can be, just know that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and you will get through things. No matter how bad or hard things may seem, you will get through it. Even though you feel that you might not at this moment, you will weather this storm. So over the weekend, I was going through my law of attraction planner and um, I think that this is something that we don't do as often as we should now if you are or have been doing this more power to you you know I applaud you because for myself I haven't had the opportunity because ooh, I don't want to use any excuses but I had a lot of excuses of why I didn't get it done you know, uh, truthfully, there's a lot of things that I could have been doing, but instead I chose to do other things and be focused on other things. And that's where I found that my focus was in the wrong areas. And I kind of was wasting my time on it, but I will say this. I can't say that it's been a complete waste of time because as I was feeling all of this negative emotion and hurt, it gave me the opportunity to learn more about myself and it gave me, the hurt gave me more of a drive to figure things out and to just self-reflect. You know, um, these negative thoughts are not always bad because sometimes you'll say, you know, I was, you know, you'll think of things like, okay, you know, well, but the, the number one thing is you have to realize that this is not your fault. You have to realize that No matter what anybody tells you and no matter what the faults are that they say you have, it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, you know, if your marriage or your relationship didn't work out and somebody else is telling you, well, you did this. And if somebody is pointing out your flaws in your marriage, that can't be good. They're way too involved, you know, and um, there's certain people I wish I could say that to, but... uh, You know, it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. But, you know, that's my honest opinion. When somebody tells you, well, you should do this or you should have done this with your marriage, just remember one thing. It was your marriage. And if you weren't happy with it, then, you know, there's nothing more to say. You know, people, I get it. They are fixated and concerned with the children's well-being. However, they were not... They were not with you during those times. 
so they cannot really say much and I understand they are there to help that's their intentions however there's not and people are you know certain people in our lives they're set in their ways and they're going to say what they're going to say and just know and believe that they have the best intentions for you so just be sure you keep your positivity game up and um, I know it does get tough when you um, when you speak to certain family members or friends that tend to you know tell you these things and they don't realize but it is it is not really helping you you know get better or heal so um, and they don't want to hear that <laughs> they're not gonna want to hear that you know they're not helping you because their main intentions are to help you and there's some people that are very set in their ways and if you tell them hey look this is not you know this is not working they'll just tell you well it's probably because you're hearing what only what you want to hear and you know I read this awesome quote uh, that um, somebody had posted you know on Instagram and I thought that it was great the name of the guy you guys should definitely follow him on Instagram is Jake Woodard now this quote I'm gonna read to you it says before you try to change someone think of how much work it took to change yourself people don't change by you telling them to change or forcing them to change they will change when they are ready to stay focused on working on yourself and your inspired action can help others find their own light once again the guy who posted this quote is Jake Woodward I believe that is his own quote he is awesome so um, follow him on IG it's um, one word so Jake Woodward but that really hit home because you know as you're going through this journey and you're trying to change yourself for the better you know it does get rather frustrating because you have these people that are trying to change you and um, honestly that doesn't always well not always that always does not work well you know uh, I actually have to say there's a uh, the book by James, uh, I'm sorry, by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is a really good book to read. When it comes to criticizing or critiquing people, never criticize because once you try to criticize people or you try to change them, they start resenting you. You know, it's when you tell somebody that they need to change, it's really, you know what I mean? It's very insulting. And um, even though we do believe that there are some people that could use some adjustments in their life, you know, it's not up to us. It's up to them to want to change. And that goes both ways. Uh, for example, you know, these people that are telling us, well, we need to change our thinking because they're set in their ways. Well, we, we want to tell them, hey, you need to change your thinking because this is what I'm going through right now and you need to get off my butt. But they're going to say, well, you need to change because you want me to get off your butt. How do you solve that? It's literally just bucking heads and just running into a wall and they just want you so much 
to see their point of view and take their advice. So how do you solve that? The best way to solve that, honestly, is you know you can't change. And what they say is accept what you can't change. And people are one thing that you can't change. People will change. If The only way you can change people, really, like Jake said, was to is to basically change yourself and inspire others. That's the best way to to change people is that you'll see everything through your actions. You just have to focus on yourself. The more you focus on other people and you dwell on how other people are, the more you're just going to beat yourself up and, you know, it's hard for you to heal. I had to learn that the hard way within the last few weeks, months, even years. You know, I've struggled with being a codependent for the last decade. You know, it started out from childhood, you know, um, growing up with my parents to, you know, my, my last marriage. And now I'm trying to identify all of those habits that I had as a codependent. And I am trying to change that because see, here's the thing. I can't change my children, but I sure as hell can inspire them and teach them through how I react to things and how I live my life to live their life the same way. But of course, all I can do is talk them through things and, you know, share with them the lessons of how I view life. And, you know, they're never too young to learn. One thing I always tell them is, you know, how do you solve a problem? You know, sometimes we get stressed out. How do you come to peace? with having a problem or being stressed out. Worrying is okay. I think that's the first step. You worry about it. It's like having that feeling where you're like, oh my gosh, I have, I I, I know this is going to sound kind of funny, but I see it as having to use the bathroom, having to go pee. You're like, oh, I got to go pee. That's what worrying is. <laughs> you're like, I have to pee and I, I have to let this, I have to let this out because it's just, it just makes you feel uncomfortable. And I always tell my boys the only way to be at peace with yourself or that that worry is to solve that problem. And I believe that when you solve your problems, it's finally like urinating. You can be free of it. And once you solve that problem, just let it go and be free of it. Sometimes you do go, you come across certain certain problems that, you know, you know that you cannot fix. It's like Especially if it's dealing with another person. You can't change them. You can't change the way they see things. You know, unless you're having an intellectual conversation that doesn't consist of arguing. I don't believe that you can really change them. Or change their views on things. You know. So, with everything that's been going on, you know, I have been focused more on work and just trying to get my life back in order. I went from a business mommy (laughs) that was working my nine to five and, you know, my ex-husband and I were doing it together. And I think that's another reason why it was difficult for me to get back into my business was because it started off with, it started off as mine and his. Well, when things hit the fan, you know, he wasn't present anymore and he just, things fell apart. However, I see the potential. I know the potential and I believe in 
what the business has to offer. However, I had to take a step back and I needed to rebuild myself because as the builder, there's no way I can build anything if I'm broken. So these past few months, I have been doing my best to gather up all the material that I need as well as trying to salvage what was damaged. I see that my life has suffered some damages um, as well as my son's. However, the great thing about it is we weren't completely demolished as people. Now, I don't think anybody is. When you're broken, you have more knowledge. You don't stop there and say, well, my life is a mess. I'm just going to sit here in the corner and mope about it and just wallow in my own self-pity. It doesn't work that way. This is that time where when you hit rock bottom, you're like, I need to climb back up. I need to get rid of this, this, and this, and this. You know, one of the things that I told my ex-husband while we got into our fight before we decided that, or before I decided that I no longer wanted to do this anymore was I went through a very dark and morbid time of my life and during that time what I wanted truly was to be alone and during this time I was able to rediscover myself and just realize that I had a creative side to me that I hadn't you know I had a love for art I chose not to hang out with certain people because when you are in your most vulnerable state of mind, those are the people that will encourage or influence you to do the worst or the best. Well, at that moment, I don't think that anybody could have, I just didn't want to be that dark cloud that was following everybody around and making everybody feel sorry for me or I just wasn't in the state of mind that I should have been and I didn't trust myself around other people because I just felt that if I was going to provide any comfort, I would rather be myself because the moment you hang out with people, you turn into them. With that given, you know, with that given, um, you know, phrase, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. You start conforming to the people that you hang out with whereas my ex-husband went down a dark path as well Um, we should have been there for each other a lot more however you know we we both went through everything at the same time and as I needed him I guess he needed me I'm not sure how that worked out but as I buried myself alone come to find out he was with a group of other people that help him numb and alter his perceptions so eventually he became them and in turn as I stayed by myself you know I was able to self-reflect and I was able to find myself once again um, sort of and I think and believe that that's One of the reasons why I was able to climb out of this very scary hole that I have been in for the last year and a half. Um, I'm not saying to, you know, by any means, I'm not saying for anybody to shut anybody out. But that's the journey that I went on.
I felt that I just needed to self-reflect. It's okay to have people there for you, but I do think that it's important to have that ability to think for yourself. I do believe that when we do keep, you know, we use people or not use, we need these people that are positive influences in our life to guide us. However, when it comes down to making the decision, ultimately, that's us. Because it's our life to live. This is when we take ownership of our own life. So even if you have somebody that's kind of pressuring you and making you feel uncomfortable, even though they tell you that they are after looking after your own best interests or your children's best interests, ultimately it's your decision. You make your choices and it is okay. Now, if they get mad at you, hey, just let them know you love them. Set the boundaries and just tell them that, you know, I appreciate that you, you know, and I love that you are concerned. However, I can take it from here. Because sometimes we feel that that negativity, and it is negativity, it can really drag you down. And we don't need that at that moment. We really do be, do not because we are trying to rebuild ourselves and we are really trying to heal. Another thing too, I mentioned this in my last few podcasts is you are going to get text messages. Please do not make the same mistake that I made. And the mistake that I made was I engaged in all of these nonsense text messages. I was even involved in, you know, talking to you know, the other woman's husband, you know, and um, the thing is we had both already filed for divorce, but that we're like keeping tabs. This is what's going on and this is what's going on. And, you know, at the end of the day, who cares? When you make a decision to move on, you really have to move on because the moment one word is exchanged, then, you know, I mean, people are miserable and misery loves company. So that's what will happen. So during that time, actually, I was still engaging in this game and I didn't even realize it. I was caught in this, you know, in this whirlpool of just pettiness. Then I realized, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm going into my fourth month. What am I doing? My children are going to, you know, my children are being involved in I don't care anymore what's going on. You know, um, my ex had actually sent me a few text messages trying to get under my skin, but I'm not going to engage in it anymore. You know, and I think that, you know, dealing with narcissists, that's exactly what they want. They want you to give them that attention. They want you to feel threatened any type of attention that you're giving them they feed on it so it's like you know what I'm not gonna give you anything to feed on anymore so even the people that were involved the other woman's husband I just chose not to you know he's a nice person but I understand he's hurt he's hurt and you know I mean it happens however I personally chose to move forward And nobody has a right to tell me that I'm wrong for choosing to move forward. 
I've let so much, I've allowed so much to dictate or so many people's opinions to dictate how my life should be ran for so long. And I made a decision that even though I am scared out of my mind, that now is the time that I'm going to take ownership of my own life and raising my children. Because now I have every reason to. And nobody has the right to tell me anything. People do help, yes, but that doesn't mean that they own your decision-making, your power to make decisions. That's not what that means. If they love you and they want to help you, they should support you no matter what. There should never be any conditions. And what I would like for the next year is to continue to have that freedom and that autonomy to make my decisions just because things turn out to be a challenge it doesn't mean that you made the wrong decision if you know in your heart the decision that you're making is what's best for you at that moment then so be it I don't believe that any decisions are you know Either way, it turns into a, list, a lesson. You live and you learn. Of course, let's not go to the extreme. But we do everything that we can. You know, be wise about things, of course. But just don't let anybody dictate how you're going to make decisions in your life. Especially if you know that it's not going to help you. They think it will be, but it's not. Or speak to whoever your higher being is of faith and ask for, ask for guidance. A new year is approaching. My question for every single one of you that are listening, what's next? If you're still in that household and you're wondering if you have enough reason to leave and every day you question yourself of whether or not you are going crazy or you have a legitimate reason to be hurt, I'm telling you right now, if you are asking yourself that every day and if you are crying yourself to sleep every day, And the only thing that will make you feel better is when they come home and temporarily comfort you. My question to you is, how much longer are you going to put up with that? How much longer are you going to allow your children to see mommy and daddy fighting and later on in life they're going to see or believe that it is normal for a husband and wife to continuously fight and just work it through even though the other party is not treating them well 
for those that are going through the change already. Rebuild yourself. Pick yourself back up. But I strongly suggest, look at where your now is. Look at where your life is right now. Look at every single accomplishment you've made since you've left. What self-satisfaction have you allowed yourself to feel and how have you celebrated it? Have you mapped out your life yet? Or do you have any sort of idea? When I was looking through my law of attraction planner, it enabled me to map everything out. What is your whys? And at this point, when you look at your children and if you don't tear up because you remember every single thing that they went through and you don't tear up, I highly doubt that would happen. But really spend, if, if that's not happening, spend some time with your children. Get to know them. Sit down. Talk to them about the things that they like. Take them out for a day. T- turn your phone off and just really embrace and cherish the moment that you have with them at this age or stage that you that they're in right now because that stage or age will not last forever it will go by so fast and this is the time that they need to feel your love this is the time that they need to realize that mom or dad has always been there for them this is the time where you have to be strong for them But map out your life. What's next? What's to come within the next, you know, within the next 90 days? I remember goal setting, but they never really meant much until things, until like events shook my life. And now I'm slowly but surely starting to realize how important goals are. Because otherwise you stay stagnant, you become comfortable. And for me personally, if I am not going forward, I fall into depression a lot quicker. I'm happiest when I'm productive. So, you know, when you get things done, whether it's something small like paying off your divorce or paying off a credit card, whatever the case may be, you high five yourself and you make sure that you... Give yourself that recognition. Stop beating yourself up. And realize that your life is not always so bad. It's a lesson. Every time you cry, think, what is it that I'm learning out of this? What am I going through? What am I going to get out of this? The new year is coming up. Please ask yourself, for those that are still in this messed up relationship, please ask yourself, how much longer can you stand it? What scared me is when someone told me that they were in a 20-year relationship. That's 10 years more than, or 9 years more than what I went through. I 
couldn't. So I can promise you this. You will struggle. If you choose to leave, finally, you will struggle. But at least you have that peace of mind. No one is lying to you. No one is making you feel like crap. Nobody's making you feel like you're crazy. You don't have to question anybody anymore. All you do is focus on you and your children. You learn new things about yourself every day if you allow yourself to. As I was doing my Law of Attraction journal planner, one of the questions is my biggest fear. I had wrote down, I was afraid of being alone. And then you have to write an affirmation. The affirmation that I had put is, I am my own best friend. When you realize that you truly don't need to depend on anybody else to be there, so you don't feel alone, then that's the time that you know you really need to spend more time with yourself. That's where that self-love comes in. And when people tell you, oh, it's always about you, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Especially if you know that you're self-caring because you need to take care of other people. Now, I'm not saying be completely selfish and throw people under the bus and, uh, you know what I mean, take things from people and not be considerate of others. But the moment you love yourself, is a time that you really know how to treat others. Don't be a doormat. (laughs) But everything will get better. But you do have to take care of yourself. Take care of your health. Everything. Be thankful and grateful for everything that you have in your life currently. Your children. Yourself. You know, you got yourself this far. So don't beat yourself up. Don't think that, you know, you could be better. Well, everybody can you know, have upgrades. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know what? As a person, you got to realize that you are enough. You don't need to change who you are completely. Learn a new skill, perhaps. Learn how to handle your emotions a little bit differently. But other than that, you are a beautiful person. You need to tell yourself that every day and you need to believe that you are. That's the only way that you're going to weather these storms. So, as I was saying, the time to map out your life is a time when you get everything together, look at all of your finances. When you go through all of your finances, it's kind of an eye-opener because you realize, especially if you were the main breadwinner or... If you were the one that was, if everything was under your name, you're going to realize, wow, goals and dreams, everything else has to be readjusted because one person was there with you and now they are no longer there. So... With that being said... 
it is best to just sit down, take all of your bills, calculate everything out. Um, over the weekend, I calculated my bills. I calculated all of the debts that I was left with. And um, that way I had a rough idea of how much more I needed to make and how much more I needed to hustle and just push. And I knew that everything else would come into place. But you got to have a plan. You need to know where to start. And that's just how you set your goals. For example, it's like, okay, well, if I pay this off and this off, then I could, fi I could fix my credit. You know, um... There are workshops with the business that I have been in for the last six years, you know. Um, I found that even as somebody that, you know, teaches people about finances, I found that I became a student once again after my divorce. Because how, you know, there are certain bills that I didn't take care of. There are certain things that I did not know how everything worked. So now, once again, I am a student of everything, and I will get back on track with that. And I do look forward to the, you know, the near future where I will have the ability to help others out as well once I get back on my feet. You know, I see it as, for example, I know that there are, this might be a bad example, but there are drug and alcohol counselors usually or most of the time these counselors are recovering addicts themselves because they have been there and that's what makes everything more effective is because they've been there and for me even though I was in you know prior to falling down I was doing financial education and now that I have fallen back down again I get to work with everything hands-on and now I'm in recovery if you will and it will make a whole lot more sense and it will be more effective so I do look forward to that um, and hence that's why I've created this podcast is to help those who have sim who have been in who have been and are in sim similar situations as myself because, you know, you're not alone. We will get through this together. And I am here for every one of you guys. And thank you once again for reaching out and just telling me, you know, that it's helped out. I do hope, if I don't get to talk to you guys soon, that you guys have a fabulous Thanksgiving with your family. Take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and enjoy your children and just enjoy that time. And if it's an awkward time or if it's a hurtful time, just stay strong. We will get through this together. Once again, my friends, thank you so much for listening. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. Bye for now.